the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast, the podcast for mental grit and resilience. Hosted by V. Binga and Tim Ganley. Hello, this is Tim. And this is V. And we welcome you to another episode of the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast. And this is going to be the final episode of the series on Ayurveda and mental health. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. So up until now, we've been talking about basically how Ayurveda looks at uh, mental health and some little things that you can do to assist in making yourself feel better. But we really haven't talked about food. And there is a lot of things that Charaka talked about. And with that, there's a lot of new things coming out today talking about it. So first, can you tell me a little bit about what uh, Charaka did I say his name right? Yes, Charaka. Uh, talked about as far as working with mental health. Mind, self, and body, these three make a tripod on which the living world stands. All depend on this. So Charaka always, he talked a lot about the mind. Yes. And then I know in Ayurveda, there's another guy. Sushruta. Yep. And he also talks a lot about the mind yes. too. Yes. And he brings in that you actually have to be healthy. Yes. You have to have a strong mind. You have to have a healthy mind in order to be a healthy person. person. Yes. So it's part of actually the first sentence, I think, that Shashruta speaks of. Correct? One who is established in self, who has balanced doshas, balanced digestive fire, properly formed tissues, proper elimination, well-functioning bodily processes, and whose mind, soul, and senses are full of bliss, is a healthy person. You've said that once or twice in your life, <laughs> I've right? I've said it before, yes. <laughs> so, so Ayurveda talks a lot about a healthy mind and how to get it. Yes. And now Ayurveda also speaks a lot about food. Because, a, a lot. Because actually you, you said in one of the courses you taught that... Uh, uh, that it was a Chishuda or Charaka. Charaka said something about how to how to work on healing someone how yes. he how he used to yes. and that is and and that is through food because his uh, his approach was to always be minimally invasive and the minimalist the, evasive is food, food versus food lifestyle surgery. versus yes Nope. Exactly. So he wasn't saying that surgery was bad. No. He's just saying that the first step and the most important step is food. Yep. Because yes. I know that in Ayurveda, they, Ayurveda has an actual book on surgery. It yes. has a book on all. On geriatrics, uh, pediatrics, OBGYN. Yep. So they had everything. Yes. So it's not that, oh, take turmeric and that's that's all that Ayurveda says. No. Ayurveda does the whole package. Yes. But the most important, the starting point, is food. food. And I know that you also talk about in Ayurveda that uh, the illness starts in the mind and then in the gut. Where exactly. a lot of people say it starts in the gut, but you're saying it starts in the mind because? Because of the choices that we make about 
what we do and what we put in our body. It starts in the mind, but we do not realize it until it becomes physical. And then first it manifests in the gut, and chances are we are not going to pay attention to it. And then it's going to manifest somewhere else in the body that we are actually able to see, touch, feel, and then we start paying attention to it. And I know, and I'm going to take us a little bit off tangent from the brain, but I want to talk about, uh, you had talked, you actually gave a course on acne. Yes. And acne was all food related too. It's all and food it, related. the main thing was about eating more fat, right? The good fat. Good fat. Yes, the way to actually address acne is by putting a lot of good fat in your body. And that's the same thing that he talked about for the mind. Yes. So, see, so brain, body, and mind yes. is good fat. Good fat. Good fat is his first approach when it comes to food because... What Charaka was saying is before you start doing anything to take care of whatever your body needs, first you have to start eliminating toxins. And the way to eliminate toxins from your body is through good fat because you have to emulsify them, mm -hmm. make them soft so they can actually start moving, and then you use heat. And so heat would be heat would be sipping like, hot water. Ah, okay. <laughs> sipping, so sipping hot water is very good. Exactly. That's the most basic, the most minimally invasive way of applying heat internally in your body. Sipping hot water. And then good saturated fat, good animal fat. Okay, because I want to go to that now. Animal yes. fat. He yep. talked a lot about animal fat. Yes, he animal fat. And he didn't talk about vegetable oil. No, no, okay. no, no, no. He no, didn't no. talk about canola oil. In no. fact, canola, canola oil is a very new toxin, isn't it? Yeah, it's chemical toxins put together. That's what canola oil is. It's a synthetic, really bad for you. I can't even say how bad it is. Canola oil, vegetable oils, seed oils are all extremely bad for you. High toxins. High, yeah. High toxins is, uh, and what's the fancy word for it? Oh, they are oxidized. Yes. They are yep. oxidized, so they cause inflammation in your body. Okay, now, animal fat. Animal fat. What animal fat should people be eating from what Ayurveda, old Ayurveda says? Not new Ayurveda. New Ayurveda says eat crap. Old Ayurveda said eat... The, the one good fat that most people think of when they hear Ayurveda is ghee. Uh-huh. And ghee is clarified butter. Is ghee good for you? Ghee is, is good for you. When we say good for you, it depends who you are, what you are trying to do, all that stuff. Okay. And, of course, the quality of ghee. Because there is such a thing as vegetable ghee. We are not talking about and vegetable I've seen coconut ghee. ghee too. Wow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are talking about good old ghee from happily raised cows. Right? Okay, so that's ghee that's is ghee one of the things. Is he one talked of the about. things. What else did he talk the about? The other thing is lard. 
Okay, and he had actually a Sanskrit word for it. Wasa. Wasa is, is the Sanskrit word Waza. for lard. Yep. And, uh, and, the other, and the other is tallow. Yes, and beef he, tallow. Why did he say this versus vegetable oil? Because they did have vegetable oil back then. Yeah, they... They, but uh, but they really he didn't talk about eating vegetable oil. No, the reason he was talking about animal fat is because the animal fat is the closest to what our body needs as fat, to what our cell membranes need as fat. Okay. It resembles our cell membranes the closest, and also. Also, he was saying that good fat like that is the most satisfying for us because it has the tastes and the qualities that we need to feel satisfied. So he was saying it doesn't even matter how much meat you are mm -hmm. eating, you will never feel satisfied unless you have that good animal fat, which has the sweet taste, and then the smooth, soft, oily qualities that we need. We need in order to get rid of the excess uh, vada dosha. Okay. Now, I would like to take a couple seconds break and come back and talk about what today's studies are starting to say. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Do you like what you hear? The Spartan Mind Strength Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and all other popular podcast destinations. Please subscribe today and consider leaving us a rating and review. It helps us spread the word and help others find our content. Don't forget to leave a comment and any questions you may have. Tim and V would love to hear from you. In today's world now, there is, uh, I was actually watching Diet Doctor on YouTube and he uh -huh. had spoke about a study that they did in France. Can you tell me a little bit about that study since you're better at that? <laughs> so, and we'll put a link of the study in uh, the notes below. But the study says the ketogenic diet for refractory mental illness, a retrospective analysis of 31 Inpatients. 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 So, refractory mental illness means that it was not successfully being treated with conventional medicine. Nothing else worked. Okay. 31 inpatients means they were at the hospital. Okay. So, a psychiatrist in France had a bunch of patients that he was desperate with. They, they were not showing improvement with conventional methods. Okay. So he offered them the option to stay at the hospital and try the ketogenic diet. Okay. And what is basically, what was the, what Ke is... The yeah. ketogenic diet that he used was 75 to 80% fat. Olive oil, coconut oil, butter, mayonnaise, sour cream. 15 to 20% protein. 
meat, fish, poultry, nuts, and no more than 5% carbohydrates, vegetables, and maybe a little fruit and things yeah. like yeah. that. No more than 20 grams a day of okay. carbohydrates. And uh, also some dark chocolate. Oh, nice. Which I found very interesting. We wrote a book on dark chocolate. We wrote a book <laughs> on that, yes. And the results, the results were awesome. He was extremely happy with the results. 100% had their symptoms improve. Okay, but, but out of that 100%, Three, three of them, three of out. them, yes. Three of them, three of the 31 dropped out. Okay, so we can't count those 100%. So The ones that stayed in it the entire time, 100%. 100%. Then 96% uh, lost weight. Which is good for the brain. Yes, 63, depends how you count, 63 or 64% were discharged on fewer medications. So they were able to reduce their medications, which is huge. And 43% uh, achieved clinical remission. Very nice. We need to mention that there was no control group but, for this study. But the subjects were their own control group because none of the conventional methods had worked for them. And when they were in this inpatient care, doing the ketogenic diet, they continued those mm -hmm. conventional methods. So the only variant was the ketogenic diet. Yes. But like this French doctor said, we need a lot more studies. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that the ketogenic diet is the... And all, and all of, of uh, diets. Now, with that, though, did Charaka ever mention ketogenic diet? He didn't mention the word <laughs> ketogenic diet. But if you read his book, the Charaka Samhita, he talks about fat, good animal fat, all the time. Mm. And he didn't really have olive oil, did he? And he didn't have olive oil. And he didn't no. really, well, he did have I, coconut oil, probably. Uh, but I don't know. A sesame oil yes. was the oil that is mentioned mm -hmm. more. But, but the sesame oil, the way it was being made then and how it was being used is completely different than today. Yep. And the sesame oil that they were using was more for external applications. Yeah. So this this study, even though it did bring in a lot more plant-based fat, it still talked, it still showed great benefits for the people. So if it would have been possibly all animal-based fat, yes. they could have even had better results. Exactly. We don't know yet. We don't, we don't know. But we compared to what Ayurveda used to say, that would be the outcome. Exactly, exactly. But bringing back Charaka again, he always said, and I'm sure you'll use Sanskrit words, he always said, you need to test things. You need don't, to test, don't take yes. Everything as a grain of salt. Don't take it as gospel. Yes. Take it with a grain of salt. Okay. Don't take it as gospel, yes. right? And go ahead with the Sanskrit word. Pariksha. Yeah. Pariksha, investigation, examination, test. Yes. Look into it. Don't take it as pramana as 
a proof that this is how you should be doing everything as gospel. Okay. So Ayurveda even said that. So it, yes. it doesn't, he would do basically similar things for everyone, but he always watched. He always exactly. watched. So there will be some people that animal fat might not work for. Yeah. But there's also people that uh, uh, vegetable fat definitely doesn't work for because I'm one of them. Uh, so everyone is different. According to Ayurveda, everyone is different. But there are some truths, some facts that are universal. And oxidized vegetable oils and seed oils is a universal truth. They are not good for anybody. Okay, good. So anything else? Study, do your own homework, experiment. Don't take anything as gospel. Okay. It nice. doesn't matter who says it, exactly. unless it's us. Oh, of course, yes. <laughs> unless it's us. Until next time, much, much love from both of us. And namaste kala. May we all be well, adapt, and thrive. If you found today's show helpful, Please give us a rating, a review, or both, and subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode. As always, namaste kala, which in Greek means, may we all be well. This program, Copyright True Fitness Incorporated, all rights reserved.